Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Pole Podcast. I'm Dan Crawford, the editor of Hammy End, and I'm joined by the gruesome twosome or the dynamic duo, depending on your view. It's about 50-50 in terms of the correspondence I've had. But hello, Alan Drewitt. How are you, my son? I'm good, thank you, Dan. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you, because we finally found the back of the net regularly and we got three points. And Freddie Drewitt is with us. Freddie, how are you this evening? Good, thank you. Excellent. He said thank you. What a man. It's the second time in a row he said thank you to me. So we're going to have to coach that out of him, uh, Alan. <laughs> Manners don't exist on this podcast. Not to me, anyway, it seems. Um, anyway, let's... He's young. Off. He's young and he will learn. Um, let's kick <laughs> off then with sort of your first reactions to the fact that we got three points, which was obviously very important on Saturday, Alan, but we also scored three goals. And did it really happen? You know, can you confirm? I don't know, to be honest. (laughs) No, I can confirm. We did win. We did score three goals. And the funny thing is, I actually said said to Freddie about a month ago, we're not going to score three goals in a game all season. Um, and again, Fulham proved me wrong. Thankfully, they did. But yeah, it's just nice coming coming on here after a win. Uh, a league win, that is, because it's only the third time this season. So hopefully we're here for a few more times throughout the season, being positive and upbeat. And Tom Kearney scored a goal with his right foot. Um, he did. Well, We'll get on to, uh, and technically it's not his goal, but don't get me on how much of a nonsense that is. Um, but we uh, we made quite heavy weather of it. Uh, Freddie, what did you think of the match? Should we have scored more? We certainly shouldn't have let Sheffield United back in with that goal, should we? No, I think it was the right result to, to get. Three goals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, three goals. But we did miss some chances. Uh, let's talk about the team because I would have picked a very different team, but the two of you probably had it spot on. You wanted uh, Vinicius to start, I think, Freddie. Yeah. Um, and you both wanted a Wobi uh, to, to get a go. And we all sort of had a thing for... Bobby Decker-Dover-Reed getting in. How good is Bobby Decker-Dover-Reed, by the way? An excellent performance. And he took the first goal really well, didn't he, Alan? He did. And he, he was probably the, the difference between the two sides for most of that. He We needed his energy, his extra energy, his his hard work, hard work in nature, if you like. It showed yesterday. Um, and we just looked more attacking. We looked more on the front foot. And we said it on the on the preview the other night that we had to start well. We had to start on the front foot. And Marco Silva echoed that in his um, post-match conference. So it was a very good win. It did look more like the Fulham of old at times. You could see there's glimpses now of, of last season. And I just think where Vinicius is used to the system, where William and Andreas and Wilson are used to a, a big target man, it just worked in our favour and I don't think 3-1 flattered us. I think we could have easily scored four and five, four or five on another day, but 
yeah, Bobby Reed was was phenomenal. And to be fair, he was he was my man in the match. I know William got it, but Bobby Reed for me was the man that got us the three points yesterday. And Freddie, slightly different question to you. Can you talk to us about Carlos Vinicius? We we talked about him. I thought he did well. He missed some chances, but he also did some really good link up play, especially for the first goal. What did you think of uh, Vinny's performance? on Saturday? Well, I didn't expect more, but it was his first game starting. Was it this season? Yeah, it's one of his first games. Yeah. So, hopefully he keeps starting and gets to better like Mitro. And, uh, but the thing that reminded me of Mitro was the way Al, that he held the ball on the halfway line for the first goal and played a lovely pass into Pereira. That was the sort of link-up play that I think we all think Vinicius is capable of, but he hasn't had regular game time to be able to show that development. The only thing that was missing from Vinny's performance was probably scoring one of the chances that came his way. But beggars can't be choosers. We got three goals and he played a big part in at least one of them. And uh, and they're tough centre backs to to play against. One of their centre backs was holding onto his shirt seemingly for the whole match. <laughs> uh, I thought, particularly when he played a lovely ball through for William, who probably should have scored in the first half. Yeah, but yeah, that that chance for William in the first half, it, it's got to be in the back of the net. But finishes, you know what you're going to get from him now, uh, and. He came in the beginning of last season playing second fiddle to Mitrovic, as expected. But he's, he always seemed like a, a true modern professional. He's he's never really complained. He's always give us 100%, in my opinion. He, he, he did have his fair few critics last season from some of the some of the fan base, which I oh, thought was a bit unwanted at Even Oscar was having a dig at him. Until but this is it. And it's completely unfair. And I think yesterday proved the difference in having him up top rather than Jimenez. Um, and saying that, I know Mooney's come on yesterday. I did. I thought he didn't look out of place at all. I, I thought Mooney's little cameo towards the end of the game was was quite impressive. Again, he looks hungry. He looks he looked aggressive. Lively, in the didn't he? Yeah. And I, I want to see more of it. And I think yesterday proved it's going to be hard for Jimenez to get back into the team. And I think he will have to settle for the odd cameo appearances every now and again. Um, but yeah, hats That's off to Vinicius. Enough if we're score, creating chances and scoring chances, and I think with football being such a squad game these days, with the many the amount of substitutes you have, I do think you'll sort of they'll rotate them where necessary. Especially if we're going to go and win all these cup competitions, Al. There'll be plenty of opportunities for our strikers to have a game and you might choose a different striker depending on the opposition yeah I was thinking the exact same thing when you were just talking then I think Jimenez may be better against teams that aren't as physical at the back mm. as you said I think the defender that was pulling Vinicius' shirt probably promised one of his family members his shirt after <laughs> the game but I think he took that literally and wanted to hold it for 90 minutes but Again, that first goal just summed up just how important a big target man is to the way we play. 
And to be honest, it would have been nice to come away with a few more goals, but we're being a bit we're being a bit greedy now. We we got the three goals, we have got the three points. Um, but yeah, we're, we're probably going to come on come on to it. But I thought I'd just mention it now. That injury to to Chris Basham yesterday, oh, um, I I didn't actually see it in real time. I just see the ball go out, and where I'm at the other end of the pitch, I didn't actually see it. Um, Tim Ream, an absolute hero. He was fantastic. What he did, he didn't have to do that. Um, and I know, I don't know if it's Chris Basham himself or his family member runs his Instagram account. And yeah, he actually put a touching message on there. And I wish him all the best. I do hope that he, I, I don't think he'll ever play football again, but hopefully he can at least walk again. Um, and it's going to be a long recovery for him, but I'm sure... After the Green Pole and everyone at Fulham wishes him the best in his recovery. Yeah, it's a not horrible one. I mean, I, I so you know I'm in H five. Um, but I heard the mm. crack. Um and Ooh. you knew immediately that it was nasty. Um and I would just say, like, Chris Basham is a is is essentially um Sheffield United's Tim Ream, if you will, in terms of longevity. Um He's been there, well, nearly 10 years now, 390 league appearances. He's won League One and two promotions from the Championship. Player of the Year twice and a versatile player who can play centre-back, defensive midfield, right-back, you know. Um, And he's 35 now. And the way he was motoring down that right side, he didn't look 35 at all. And he just... Miscued the was trying to get the cross in first time and it it was horrible. Now I would just say he's had some bad injuries before, nothing like that. Um, but people do have immense capacity to surprise you. You know, I never thought that Tom Kearney, for instance, would come back from some of the injuries uh, that he had. I never thought that Chris Coleman would come back. And play. He played international football again for Wales before retiring, after his horrible injury, and I just thought it summed up. Um, well, certainly Tim Ream, but I would also say the Sheffield United supporters all stood up to what to as as one and joined in the applause in the 16th minute for young Freddie Haynes, who very sadly uh, passed away last month at the age of 16, and if we're um, saluting Tim Ream for his moment of compassion. I think we should also thank all of the Sheffield United fans for sharing in that moment's applause, minutes applause, because it might have been, you know, it's very easy for away fans to not know about it, not appreciate it. Um, but that was a lovely moment. And yeah, absolutely. We wish Chris Basham well. He's well enough to to write that Instagram message. Um, and he's a strong character. So even if he doesn't play football again, I know he'll be involved in football. Um, and I know uh, he will have the best wishes of everybody um, across football, really, because nobody wants to see that. And I, it did this, you know, we had to play 15 minutes of of added time. And you could see it, it really disrupted Sheffield United um, going forward. And we did miss quite a few chances in the first half. I did want to talk about Andreas. Just a moment, lads. Um, mm. 
probably not his best performance. Again, he missed a good chance right on half-time that he probably should have buried. But then he popped up with a lovely ball for Bobby Deckard-Overeed, which shows why you can't discount how important he is. Um, He makes things happen. And that's why he's in the team, even if he can be a bit frustrating at times, Al. Yeah, no, I don't really have any issues with his performance yesterday. He was getting in the right positions. Yes, sometimes his his final end product isn't always great, but at the end of the day, if his end product was great all the time, he wouldn't be in a white shirt. <laughs> um, you can look at it like that, but as you said, his assist for Bobby Reed for the first goal, I think if De Bruyne plays that, it's that old cliche, if one of the big boys is playing... Bill McPete on Sky Sports News all night long, Exactly. Um, but because it's Andreas Pereira who's at Fulham, it's not going to be spoken about as much. But it was... even had him on, uh, even had a mention in the on the mainstream uh, sports channels. Well, this is it, and it's not an easy pass to play. That's but again, that was all set up by the brilliance of Vinicius, and it was just a typical Fulham move under Silva. You know, up to the target man, back in, out wide, across the face, and. Uh, it, it wasn't an easy finish because I think Bobby Reed was running the risk of letting the ball run too wide. But great finish. And oh, well, I didn't doubt him, though. Freddie, did, when he went through, did you think he was going to score? Because I was really confident he was going to find the far corner. But the guy sitting next to me was like, I won't repeat what he said. But he was like, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up. <laughs> uh, did you think he was going to score, Freddie? Um, well... He did used to be a striker, so yeah, he probably was a bit confident. But was you confident? Yes. You was? Yes. He hasn't watched enough Fulham, that's why. Um, I think no. he's watched too much, Dan. <laughs> well, what, he, what, what I wanted to talk to you about was how Sheffield United got back in the game. Um, because this season we've had Kenny Tete taking his boot off and, or losing his boot and running off the pitch to get a new boot which I'd never seen before. I've never seen a centre, a player in possession of the ball go down, not kick it out, and then we just let the opposition score, literally. And the opposition didn't even have to score. Jedi, who I thought had a good game other than that, put it in the net for them. What was going on now? I've got a few things about this goal. So... When the ball comes to Diop, he obviously feels something. Now, I know it's it's so fast-paced, you don't really have much time to think as a footballer. Um, I'm guessing. I've never been one myself. But I feel like he could have just fallen on top of the ball and just said, look, you know, I'm not... Yeah. I can't carry on. Well, he could have kicked um, his other foot, surely. He could have, but it was his strongest foot, wasn't it, that affected the injury. So it was a bit off-balance. I have seen a few people on social media sort of say, well, you know, Sheffield United should have kicked it out. That's utter rubbish. No it wasn't chance. a head injury. No they had every right to play on. Yeah, yeah. Two things I would say about the goal is, I think it was Cameron Archer that does fantastically well to get to the byline. It's LaRucci. Archer plays it to LaRucci and then LaRucci. Oh, LaRucci. Yeah. So he's, he's kicked the ball across. Now, I don't know who it was. I think that may be Archer who, who gets the flick on. Yes. Um, but I'm I'm still certain he's offside because 
I got back and I watched it last night. Jaden Bogle was the one they did the offside check for. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still certain that he's offside. I watched it back. I rewound it on the telly. And he's he's offside. He touches the ball and he's offside. Um, And then, obviously, it comes to Robinson. And again, I don't see how Robinson puts that in his own net. I may be being harsh, maybe being overcritical, but he's had so much time to see this ball come towards him. I don't see how he then gets his right foot and just kicks it straight into the goal. I, I don't. Um, but luckily, it didn't cost us too much. We did hold on. Well, we hold up another couple of minutes, then we scored again with that marvellous Tom Kearney goal. Um, he meant every bit of that. And, uh, and yeah, <laughs> the little celebration afterwards as well. I know we've been oh, going to come on to it. We're going to come on to it, mate. Let's, let's get on to it, Dan. I just wanted to ask Frenny what he thought about that goal. Well, I mean, have you ever seen a goal like that, Freddie? Tom Kearney won. No, the, 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 I'm talking oh. about Sheffield United equaliser first. Oh, the young goal? Yeah. You ever seen a goal like that? Uh, <laughs> well, I have seen some YouTubers react to rubbish mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty close. <laughs> Wasn't um, Reem, he had his 300th appearances? Or That's right. He did, yes. We forgot to mention that. We'll come on to that. But yeah, we will come do to it, it now. He's queued me up. Um, <laughs> Set you up nicely. He has. With, almost with a pass that Andreas Pereira would be proud of. Um, Absolutely. Let's, uh, we, we, we mentioned Tim Reem and his compassion earlier on, but he's the 21st Fulham footballer to play... 300 matches for the club. And uh, his debut was actually against Sheffield United and we won 3-0. So it would have been nice if we'd have won 3-0 again, but you can't have everything. Um, he, he, I thought he had a, a very good game. There'd have been a lot of people who wouldn't have picked him. They'd have picked uh, Bassey. And obviously Bassey got on the pitch eventually anyway. But we can't underestimate how important Tim Ream has been to this football club, can we? Um, no, he's he's been phenomenal. Um, I'm proud to have him as part of Fulham Football Club as as a supporter. He's he's always committed 100% to the club. I hope he does get his testimonial because if there's one player at the club, along with Tom Kenny, that deserves it, it's that man there. He stuck with us up and down the divisions through some horrific managers, and you know he's still there. He, he obviously loves the club. And, yeah, I think we had this discussion the other night. Him and Diop had to start yesterday. And if Diop doesn't get that injury, I don't think we can see it at all. So it would have been another clean sheet for for both of them. Uh, and unfortunately, Diop did get that injury. So we did concede from that attack. And, yeah, Tim Ream. We, we seem to have a, a good some, some good luck with the Americans. Oh, uh, yeah. McBride. Dempsey, Keller, you go far back as Eddie Lewis. There's a few. We've had a few oh, Americans that have always been a good Well, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the list goes on and more Americans in a white shirt, please, because they're just phenomenal. Clint Dempsey? Yeah, he was the first one, wasn't he? Along with Brian McBride. And they always seem to do something special in a white shirt. I don't know what it is, but... And I think the commitment and the desire, in, certainly in Reem's case, because a lot of times he'd been dropped or 
close to leaving the club altogether. Um, but he's always been committed. You imagine he's a great guy to have in the dressing room. And he's a yeah, great he... teammate. Yeah, when when things are not going right on the pitch, you can just see him as a as a model a model professional, especially at half time. It's just to sort of calm things down a little bit. Um and that's why I felt a bit sorry for him on Monday night when he did give that goal away and he didn't have the best of games. That's that's when you see the true character of a footballer. The very next game he comes out, he still wants to get on the ball. He still puts in a 100% commitment. And he was phenomenal for us again yesterday. He did, I don't think he had too much work to do, but he was brilliant in what he did. And yeah, hopefully he has a, a very good end to the season and we do get a, a testimonial at the cottage for him in the next two years. And the other thing is he's 36 years old and he's still yeah. going strong in the Premier League. You know, you're going to have bad games, like you yeah. said. If, if you don't have bad games, you wouldn't be wearing a white shirt. Well, you might be. You might be playing for Real Madrid or Juventus. <laughs> or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like other, other, other good teams in white are available. Leeds United not being one of them. Um, yeah, and it's, it's not just us saying it. I think didn't Pep Guardiola say to him, was it last season? That's right. That's if he was twenty five uh, instead of thirty five, he'd be playing for you'd be playing for me. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, let's get on to it then. And there's a nice segue here because Tim Reams played three hundred games. Congratulations to Tim. Tom Kearney is on two hundred and ninety six. And Tom Kearney proved yesterday, even before his I saw the Fulham Twitter account called it a ferocious strike. I think that might be um, taking it a bit far. Uh, but even before he, his shot on goal, as I suppose we're obliged to call it, he changed the. Uh, he came on at one-one, and he changed the course of the game by just dictating things in front of his old mate Oliver Norwood. Um, what do we say about Tom Kearney's performance? Al and then Freddie. So, again, we, we touched on this, but when Kenny comes on, he just has this presence about him, doesn't he? He can, he can dictate a, a game within, within a couple of passes. And you just know that if we're struggling or we need to get our foot on the ball, he's the man to have. It's just a shame he can't play 90 minutes anymore um, at, the, at the top level. But he, he came on at, at a difficult time in the game. He just conceded a goal. And you sort of expect Sheffield United to get their backs up a little bit and then sort of push players forward and you're under the cost a little bit. But he never allowed that to happen. He got on the ball, a, fa- a fa- fabulous strike. Um, you know, again, if someone like Ronaldinho in his heyday or Mbappe scores that goal now, people are raving about it. He's he's kicked the ball with his strong foot onto his weak foot on purpose um, to deliberately get that ball over the goalkeeper. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if he knew it was going to come off the crossbar and hit the goalkeeper in the head and roll in anyway. Um, but he was he was phenomenal. And yeah, Tom Tom Kearney is another one that will go down as, as a Fulham legend. Absolutely. And you wanted to mention the celebration, Al, go on. Yeah, so when he scores, he turns around and he gives the, uh, the finger to the lips celebration as if to say, right, be quiet. Now, it wasn't until I watched... I think it was the Fulham highlights things they pull out the next day. He was actually doing it to William. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know what I thought about. I'd like someone to interview Kearney and ask him. Well, he but, put um, on Twitter account this morning an apology to William um, because he told him to be quiet as if you won't score a goal like that. And then William went and scored the third one, I think. And he, he did it back, didn't he? Yes. So <laughs> I, I think that's what it was about. I, I did just want to say I felt for Wes Fotheringham a little bit because he does his best to get to the ball, even though it loops up like that. It then hits him on the back and goes in the net. And people may not know this, but Wes was actually on Fulham's books until he was 18. And he he lost out on the contract to Marcus Bettinelli. And Fulham already... Big mistake that was. But, well, a bit harsh. Marcus, if you're (laughs) listening, not everyone endorses that sentiment. Um, And there was some controversy about it because everyone thinks Marcus Bettinelli only got a contract at Fulham because his dad... Is the under-18s goalkeeping coach. Nothing could be further from the truth. But even after you get that professional contract, you've still got David Stockdale um, and Mark Schwarzer to get past to get in the first team. Um, so it's going to be difficult. I felt a little bit for Fotheringham because he'd made some good saves and then he probably should have saved the one from William in added time. Um, but it was hit so... That was hit so ferociously. I don't think he had much of a chance. Um, mm. And it wouldn't have been the return to Craven Cottage he hoped for. Um, let's just round this up then, uh, lads. And I'll ask Freddie, um, can you pick me a man of the match from from, from the game? Because William was brilliant. So was Bobby Reed, And we've already talked about Venetius. There might be other players that you you want to talk about. Who Who would be your man of the match, Freddie? Well, Sheffield United's goalkeeper was brilliant. Um, well, I think I have to give it to Vinicius because okay. yeah. it was his first time starting um, the season and he done better, better than Raul in his first, first start. So I'd give it to Carlos Vinicius. You're going to give it to Vinny. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think he, mm-hmm. uh, he he certainly showed what he could do and hopefully he can add some, some goals to that. Al, how do we reflect on this? Because obviously Sheffield United are bottom. They'd only got one point. Um, but they might have ended up with two points on another day. <laughs> we had to really battle. And even though we had the better of the game, it took us a long time to really uh, put Sheffield United to the, to the sword. It only really happened in in added time. Um, we probably shouldn't get too confident because we've got some tough matches to come after the international break, haven't we? We do. Um, but let's let's enjoy every, every victory we get in the Premier League because the last few attempts by last season were, were dire. So let, let's be happy about the win yesterday. Again, it was only 3-1, but a lot of people were quite critical of our first-half performance, but I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that we was on the front foot and there was glimpses there, whereas the second half, you could see something. It, w- it was never going to stay nil-nil. And on another day, we go in at 2-0 um, with the Vinicius uh, through ball to William. William should have scored, no two ways about it. Pereira should have scored. 
Um, Bobby had that chance right at the beginning as well, where it's good block from the defender. Well, so, that's it. And if he was, well, it's not even if he was more match fit. It's probably where he's just not used to being in the box so much anymore. He um on another day he he gets a foot to that, and that's one nil. But yeah, I was I was pleased. We certainly showed glimpses of our old self, so we can now relax for the international break. And unfortunately for us, for me, the international break is coming at the wrong time because it would have been nice to see how we bounce back again and try and sort of take off where we left yesterday. But, you know, it's Tottenham after the international break. It's, a, it's with nothing to lose. Um, and, yeah, it, we're going to go to somewhere where the manager's never lost a home game in his managerial career. And so that also, should be fun. But we've also beaten them once already this season, even though they say it was a draw and it doesn't count because it was the League Cup. So when they say Tottenham are unbeaten, Kenny Tete's penalty shooting prowess says otherwise. Um, I do think the international break might help us, if only because uh, it gives us a little bit more time to plan for Postacoglu's Tottenham and put that together and maybe for some people to recover from injuries if we're if we're lucky and hopefully no one gets any more. Um, let's just yes. wrap up then with how the other uh, Fulham sides got on. Um, an absolute thriller for the uh, under-18s who lost 3-2 to West Brom, uh, their first defeat since August on Saturday. Uh, they went behind Sam Amesa, Amesa scored, uh, and then Aaron Lapolabai scored right at the end, but uh, Ali Millil's I did lose on Friday night though um, Fulham's under 21s uh, really thumped Leicester City they lost to Leicester uh, the week before in the league in the Premier League Cup though at Moxborough Park on Friday night an outstanding result two goals for Imali Lequindoc uh, after a year on the sidelines with an ACL injury great stuff from him uh, Josh King, the very talented 16-year-old, scored on his under-21s debut, and he looks a real player. Um, and Luke Harris also got a goal. So Fulham won 4-0. They'd already beaten Brentford 6-1 uh, in that competition. So they're top of the league, with uh, top of the group, rather, with 10 goals from their first two games, which is excellent. And just this afternoon, uh, massive congratulations to Steve Jay's Fulham women's side who beat Sutton United 4-0 at Mosby Park. That's their sixth win in a row. Two goals from Megaly Mendes and two goals from Georgia Heesman. Um, and Fulham women really on a roll. We previewed this uh, on the preview show last week, Al, but they've got Dulwich Hamlet on Wednesday and then Enfield Town on Sunday. And they'd be really in the promotion picture if they could win both of those matches tickets five pounds for adults one pound for concessions do get along to Motspur Park you said it's gonna be a bit spicy on uh on Wednesday night for various reasons against Dulwich Hamlet so hopefully we'll get a nice turnout uh for the ladies who are going really well I'll just ask Al have you got any other business before we uh say goodnight um no just hopefully it's a Diops Injury isn't as bad as first feared. Um, it does leave us a bit of a conundrum who plays right centre-back. But... Not a conundrum at all. <laughs> unless, 
it's going to have to be uh, Talvin Bassey, isn't it? Or maybe well, Bassey on the left, you, Ream on the right. Or you bring in De Fugaros, who had a fantastic pre-season. Maybe give him a chance to to see what he can do. Um, yeah, I don't know about giving him the... But, but, it's a bit of a baptism of fire at, uh, at Tottenham, though, isn't it, for the young lad? It is, but Bassey's so left-footed. <laughs> I just worry. Um, well, we're getting to that. Have to play on the left, though, wouldn't he? Of the, yeah. You know I mean? And you chip yeah. to the right side. I don't know. You know, Tosin seems like he's going to be out for some time. So he does, which is a worry. Um, but so, look, hopefully, hopefully everyone has a, a nice couple of weeks off because we do have uh, free games in the space of six days when we return. So yeah, get the rest in. Enjoy the win yesterday and, yeah, watch the, the Fulham ladies and, yeah, hopefully we can get a few more wins under our belt in the uh, Fulham ladies competition I would, over yeah, the next couple of weeks. I would just say as well, um, we can sign free agents. So if anybody knows a right-sided centre-back who can kick with his right foot, you know, uh, right to Marco Silva, Fulham FC, at Motspur Park, New Malden. You know, send a video in or a, or a clip or whatever of your mate in the park kicking it away or something. You know, but don't might... forget to send the stats because Tony Khan won't look at it otherwise. That's, right? indeed, that's indeed right, but that is genuinely how we signed Chris Smalling. <laughs> Smalling wrote to a load of Premier League clubs and Roy Hodgson replied to him, and that's how we signed Chris Smalling. So that could happen. Um, do do let us know if you found a decent centre back. <laughs> um, it might work. <laughs> We've run out of time for audience participation. Um, I wasn't made aware of any questions this time. I do have some comments from uh, from Mr. Southgate and Mr. C, but we'll get to those uh, next time, lads. Thank you very much, Alan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Muchas gracias, Freddie. Thank you very much, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, we shall see you soon. Uh, we'll do another show uh, during the international break and keep you updated with everything Fulham. Hope you enjoyed the win and this podcast. Come on, you whites. <laughs>